Hey y'all, we are back. It is another episode of Videotic. My name is Sean. My name is Joe. And it is still May, so we are still doing our Star Wars-themed episodes. We've gone over the original trilogy, the prequels, the sequel trilogy, and what did we do last week? I honestly forgot. Uh, the the spin-off anthology films. Oh, yes, yes, or, yes. Not Rogue, anthology, Rogue I guess is the wrong word, but yeah, Rogue One, Solo. Mm-hmm. And this week we're just going to be covering a bunch of scattered Star Warsy topics. Um, you've got upcoming movies, TV shows, different mediums like video games, comics, and all that. Um, so yeah, any uh, any off the top random thoughts for you, Josiah? Before we get into the main, the meat of this bad boy. Well, let's see. Uh in in the news of film and television unfortunately we had talked about this before i think we can maybe just start off by paying our respects to somebody who Mm -hmm. has been a busy actor uh a lot of roles just a a great character actor you know many different roles every time they were in something you'd all you would never complain about that role unless it was probably in a bad production but it was never his fault it was ray stevenson uh ray stevenson unfortunately passed away this past week and it was a um it's quite a blow like i said to someone who knew just a dependable great working force in the industry so our respects to that man yeah i actually was not aware of his name um i knew i recognized it when i heard the news um and then mm-hmm. sure enough as soon as i looked up who it was i'm like oh yeah i know that guy um he's one of those people where it's just like he had that face, and not everyone has this face in acting, but he's got that face where it's like he's just he can be scary when he wants to be just by looking at you, which is something a lot of actors think they have, but this guy had it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely one of those things like you said, didn't know I didn't really know his name off the top of my head, but I definitely saw him in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's uh, it was kind of interesting, too, because he wasn't always playing, like, you know, scary, serious roles. Um, I didn't oh, realize yeah, no. it. One of my but... favorite things I saw that I didn't know, like I said, his name at the time was he was in Thor. Yeah. And Thor, too. He's <laughs> one of uh, the big guy with the axe. Mm-hmm. Vol- Volstog, I think his name was. Something like that. I part of his so. part of his war band, basically. Thor's war band. And I'm like, yeah, he's hilarious in that. Still like this bigger, gruff, you know, Viking warrior aesthetic, but you know, he's, he's funny. The yeah, comical like moments gruff, make it. But he's like jolly. He's like a warrior Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, that it is connected to Star Wars though, because he did film, um, his part of Ahsoka, the new upcoming Disney Plus show, uh, Star Wars. So. Which is kind of, that's what made it so jarring for me. Because I knew him, I knew that he was going to be in this show. And it was like, the trailer had basically just dropped not that long ago. And so, you saw his face, and he wasn't that old. And then all of a sudden, the news just comes out. And I'm like, is that, is that that guy? And yeah, so it's, you know, I think it was... Certainly from my perspective as an outside fan, it came out of nowhere. Um, 
but then I had heard like he had been in the hospital for like a little bit. So I, I don't know any of the details, but it's just sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's sad for, for anyone when you lose them, you know, but it's, it is disappointing and, and more so in a way with uh, people, you know, who are talented in their field, like a, they stand out amongst their field, mm-hmm. whether it could be in like, you know, movies, television and acting or, uh, you know, authors, directors, uh, anyone like that. Anyone in the world. So, yeah, we have another role to look forward to in Ahsoka. And hopefully that show will be, you know, worth the while and will something interesting. I'm thinking it's going to. Um, do you want to jump into the that kind of news from here? Uh, what you mean that kind of news? Like television Just, stuff? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, we can. Upcoming stuff. Sure. So you have not seen any of the um, Disney Plus series, right? Uh, I've seen Mandalorian Season 1, Obi-Wan Kenobi. uh, What was the other one I watched? Oh, darn, it's escaping my head, but I'm I'm very confident I watched another one. I just can't remember. Was it Boba Fett? No. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I wanted to and I just never did. I don't know. Oh, for, for definitively two. I've seen two. At least a full season of Mandalorian. Have to watch seasons two and three. And mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, that's actually pretty good. I. So for this one, Ahsoka, she had already appeared in some of the other places. And she appeared in Mandalorian, correct? Like they, they introduced her in an episode or yeah. you know, introduced the live action version because she'd already been in Clone Wars. But... Well, that's the thing, because she was a fan favorite coming out of the uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was created for the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, her yeah. and Anakin are the whole, basically the whole show. I mean, there are other people focusing on Obi-Wan and the, you know, what became known as the Bad Batch and everything and, and the clone troops, but. I mean, you know, they're like basically the main point. Yeah. Yeah, that trinity of uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. And to be fair, like, Rosario Dawson, like, it has to be scary coming into that kind of role. That's so, you know, we talk about all the time with, like, Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. But coming into a role that's already beloved by people has got to be terrifying. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she also had the benefit in Rosario's case that uh, a lot of people were saying, I think Rosario has to be the live action Ahsoka. Like, and they were all in agreement even before she was cast. Oh, wow. They were, yeah, a lot of people were like, I think Rosario would be a good one. So I guess it kind of worked out in that way. Yeah, I mean, that's got to help a little bit. Better than everyone hating you, I guess. Yeah, it's true. It's better than everyone saying this person cannot be cast, and lo and behold, they're cast. Yep. You know, like when Ben Affleck was first announced as Batman. I was thinking it. I wasn't gonna say it, but yes, say what? exactly no. like that. <laughs> say what? Where are the drugs going? Swear to me. 
I swear to me. <laughs> anyway. Um, but that is coming out August in 2023. So not too long, a couple months. I'm excited for it. Um, the Star Wars TV side and all, it's had some ups and a couple downs for me. But overall, I've really enjoyed it. And I'm here to see Ahsoka. I love it. I think I love it. I don't know. I might not love it yet. Um, but it is worthwhile for everyone to get caught up eventually on the TV side of Star Wars because they will be culminating a lot of these storylines in a big cinematic movie feature film. Which is slightly redundant to say cinematic movie feature film. But that's what we're going with. I mean, I've seen some feature films that are not at all cinematic. You know what? That's a good point. And then I've seen some shorts, short films on YouTube that are completely cinematic, made by a fan in 20-something hours or whatever, <laughs> or 20-something years, what depending makes, on the production value. What makes something cinematic, you think? I don't think we have the time. <laughs> I feel like that's a discussion. A long discussion. A cinematic discussion. A cinematic discussion. Doodle and saying as we don't have our soundstage available yet, I uh, have to hold off on that. That has worked out really well for Disney. The soundstage. Ah, I was wondering, I was like, what has? No, sorry. <laughs> you didn't segue at all. <laughs> no, no segues. Just, just, look, my train... It, the track ends here, and five feet somewhere else it starts up again. No one knows what's in between. It's like, listen, my train of thought goes in such a weird direction, and the track goes wherever it pleases, that the people that are tied on the two split tracks for that whole psychological question people always pose are now even getting tired and waiting for it. So <laughs> let me tell you. So do you know... Um. Anything about the upcoming movie? Honestly, it's it's it changes around so much. I don't feel like I can get a definitive answer at the moment. So, so what what are they saying now? I'll ask you. What what are they saying now about any upcoming movie? Because everyone I had heard about well... before, with like talking about last week, I mentioned, oh yeah, wasn't that that Rogue Squadron? You're like, well, that's not really happening. And I heard that the um, let me see, the script and all that was still in development and possibly being a show. And then I heard that the Taika Waititi film might happen, might not happen. Don't really know. Still, it's kind of eh, up in the air. Yeah, that's the thing. They've had so many projects get canceled or at the very least put on the back burner. The Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson was meant to do a star Wars trilogy and officially, quote-unquote, he's still doing it. I do not believe that's going to happen. Um, and neither do, from what I can tell, people who are generally connected to that industry more than I am. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to follow their advice when it makes sense because, look, Ryan Johnson, great director. I, I've had a change of opinion on this. I've talked about it in the past. I used to think or have a bad taste in my mouth with Brian Johnson because of uh, he directed The Last Jedi. 
I've since come to very much appreciate his skill as a director. Um, and so this is with no bias from that direction coming from me. But he did direct one of the most controversial Star Wars films that we have. And I don't think Disney is in the place right now where they can handle much more controversy with their films. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. I, and I agree with you. It's one of those things you kind of have to look at it through the lens there, because I do like Ryan Johnson's writing and his directing. You have mm -hmm. to kind of look at like, a, it's hard to judge on any director on a single film, unless that's all they have, you know? And I always try to, you know, try to keep more of an open mind in that. Be like, you know, gauge an opinion on more of their work because sometimes they just had a bad film and a bad production cycle. They had to work around whoever is paying the money, you know, to say, do this and this. Well, what if I'd like to do this? No, we told you to do this. So you well, don't right. always know what's behind the scenes. And I'm like, sure. He's a very uh, lofty writer, I would argue. Like he had a lot of lofty ideas that he wanted to put into and got permission to put in a lot of other weird elements in there mm -hmm. and it, it ended up being more controversial and polarizing well and i think the main the main crux of that issue i think was basically what you just said you have this director that's playing with other people's toys basically that's what you have to do when you go into a an established franchise or an established ip you're basically going in and playing with other people's toys. And if you're a director that has a certain vision that might not match up with the surrounding, you know, storylines, then you can make a great product objectively, but subjectively, if it doesn't fit in with the other movies around it, you know. So, yeah, that's, but I basically. I don't think Disney, if Disney were a healthy franchise right now, because Disney, don't get me wrong, still one of the most, if not the most iconic IP in cinematic history, still a money-making franchise. If they put out a movie, people would go see it. But if you're being realistic and honest, Disney right now is not a healthy franchise. I don't think, just from what I can see from the fan base, from what some of the movies have done, people's confidence in the movies that they would put out, they're not in a place where they can afford to not play it safe. And having Ryan Johnson put out another movie, let alone a trilogy, is not playing it safe. And forgive me, but when you say Disney, are you referring to Star Wars? Yes. Okay. I, I have a feeling that's probably a dumb moment for anyone else, but for me, I'm just like, just clarifying, because you, you said Disney instead of Star Wars. Oh, did I say Disney was not a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Disney's pretty healthy. Uh, Star Wars, the franchise, is not as healthy as it could and, you know, should be. Mm -hmm. No, I understood. <laughs> I was just clarifying. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and that's a shame because I'll... I'll reiterate just on that topic before moving on that it's like funny enough out of the prequel or the uh, prequel, the sequel trilogy. I kind of liked, I liked the last Jedi more than everyone else. Didn't love it, 
but I liked it more than the other two when I first saw it. I was like, huh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of enjoy it. And I still do. It's it's more like a guilty pleasure side for me in a way. I don't really consider it too underrated, but I'm like, I do think if they were in a better spot, I would like to see what Ryan Johnson would do. Like, heck, give him one that's either further down the line or way ahead of the line in the before times. Like what some of the video games cover in the Old Republic and things like that, which is apparently what they want to focus on. From what I heard of any movie projects, they want to focus on that era before the one we saw. Yeah, that was one of the things that was being talked about. I honestly don't know the state of it because they are talking about it. Actually, this is one of the more recent announcements. They're doing another uh, trilogy with Ray. And my guess is if that's the case, they're going to want to focus on that as their main story. And then, you know, have old Republic kind of be, you know, not, not on the sidelines, but not, not, not in the main saga. I, I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's probably more bankable to go with the more recent, uh, trilogy we had in continuing more familiar faces but yeah I would argue that it's like on a creative side I, I would love to see what someone could do with that era that like I said there is a going on that tangent there is that video game series called the you know the old republic and knights of the old republic mm-hmm. fantastic RPGs I've never fully played them I just know from everyone I heard about they love them like they adore those games they said they are just very solid writing uh, the gameplay and stuff is kind of a little bit like dated for now, and the because it came out like in the later early late nineties, early two thousands, like early two thousands, I'd say. And yeah, but the like the writing was extremely solid. They had really good story and characters, and in fact, they are considered. I believe the majority of them are considered canon, because they do lead into a lot of events that went into you know the what George Lucas had for the prequel trilogy and all that. And fun fact, if I remember correctly, those games were made by BioWare, who actually went on to make the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, the same RPG elements with a lot of branching paths of dialogue and expansive universe of characters and such. Yep. So, I've heard a lot of people say they would love to see a like Old Republic film saga, and I'm, I'm kind of one of them. I'd like to see what that story would entail, how we how it would play out. I would be down for it because I watched the cinematic, uh, what do you call it? Like the movie version of the games, just the cutscenes, And I loved it because one, it was like at the time we didn't have any like new Star Wars movies coming out. And so that kind of like scratched that Star Wars itch in the back of my brain. You know, you, you need to see a lightsaber every once in a while, folks. Yeah. And so that was, I could definitely see them making like this epic movie trilogy out of that era. Um, I w- and I would love it. Yeah, like we said, as it stands, we'd have to wait and see how everything pans out with movies, at least. Yeah, well, I, I believe, moving on to another video game, um, oh, what Jedi Survivor. Have you seen any of that? 
Uh, I did, except for on the side note, as a gamer myself and person who's very intrigued and and very uh, in tune with what's in that industry. For anyone who doesn't know me, I actually went to school to study for game design, and it still is a passion of mine to like learn a lot of the insides of the industry and things like that. On the uh, technical side, that game is a little infamous because it came out kind of buggy. Oh, really? And not working for like the PC port. Yeah, it was it was bad. And from what I heard people say, even the ones that that did work, it's a, it's a okay story, and engaging. A lot of people think the first one, the uh, Fallen Order, mm-hmm. was a bit better. But I do like the story that those games provide. Speaking of like your point to that though, like it it follows the uh, third movie. The Revenge of the Sith, or Episode Three, I should say, because Cal, who is Cameron Monaghan's character, is um a former Jedi apprentice, right? Made it out. Some of the uh, younglings that made it out, not being slain by Anakin, and also not getting slain in Order Sixty Six, having to live and hide in a post Empire galaxy. I think it's just. Does anyone disagree that it's inevitable that that dude, Cameron, is going to show up in live action? I wouldn't doubt it. It's probably one of those things they're going to tie all these things in. Because if it is becoming popular enough, I mean, look what happened with Ahsoka. Then it's like it's probably going to be in there some capacity. Yeah, he's got to, right? Like, you've got, because the Disney Plus uh, series have been doing, you know, have been giving us a lot of fan service with the cameos and bringing in new characters from either animation or other movies. And it's like, you've got this actor right here, an up and coming actor. Like he's pretty hot right now. Um, who's portraying this, you know, what I can only say, I haven't played the games, but from everything I see, it's a, a good character that people like heading up this game. And why wouldn't you bring him in? Like, it's another Jedi, another lightsaber you can have, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, if he's not in a live-action role in, like, the next two years, I would be very much surprised. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that that guy's already made it around, too. I think the only thing he hasn't been part of now is Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, he was actually, as a kid, he was um in a f- couple of films and TV. I remember, I never knew this, but one of his first films ever isn't my favorite version of the music man really he played um winthrop remember the kid with the with the bad lisp never said (laughs) s's because he hated his lisp so much but then in the end he starts to like talk more and chat more with harold hill around and stuff yeah so i was gonna say it's um he was in my version or my favorite version that i like as that was one of his first roles and then after that yeah i saw him pop up more stuff i heard he was in that tv show shameless for Showtime, which is very popular and very popular role. He was in that for years. Then, yeah, then he was in Gotham. That's where he really... On Fox, and, and now he's in Star Wars. So it's like, I mean, he's getting around. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, it wouldn't be surprised if he was cast in a Marvel film just to make this, like, trifecta. <laughs> It'd just be like, you know, you've seen him in Star Wars. You've seen him in Gotham in DC. Now... Finally, the Trinity. But yeah, I would not be surprised to see him appear in some capacity in live action format. 
I think there's a 99% chance he's going to be in the upcoming, um, the, the, what would he call those? Like Disney plus shows, like the movie that's going to be connected to those. I think like I'm 99% certain he's going to pop up in there. We're just going to get a massive, like three hour movie. That's an end game level thing of just (laughs) on your left everyone just pours out everyone who's been in every video game all the bioware people he'll just appear out of one portal a ship flies in it's all the people from before just everyone amassing it 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 would make sense because there's a large chunk of the star wars community right now that is just like bowing at the feet of uh john favreau and dave filoni um, mm-hmm. because... I mean, to be fair, rightly so. In Dave Filoni's case, this man is like helping revive a lot of characters and sagas. Oh yeah, sure. Which mean, yeah, I'm I'm all here for it. Mandalor- I've said this before, but Mandalorian, when it came out, it was the Star Wars that I was waiting for. Um, when when Disney had taken over Lucasfilm, I was. I had an idea of my mind of what it would look like. I didn't quite get it with the sequels. I liked some of them. I didn't like other parts of it. We've talked about that, yada, yada. But when Mandalorian came out, I was like, this is what I needed. Because, like, he kind of based off, like, spaghetti westerns, which I loved growing up as a kid. And I loved Star Wars and uh, bounty hunters. And just, it all came in this one beautiful package called Mandalorian. Yeah, you know, I think... If we can, we can kind of go into maybe the shows that we do have. We talked a little bit about what's what was upcoming there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's more we could talk about, but this is kind of just a loose chat here for this one. Just kind of talking about the state that they are in now and also what we kind of have now on Disney Plus or other outings before other media from Star Wars. Because after talking about the mainline films. So, yeah, on your point, Mandalorian was I remember watching it with my dad. And uh, because, excuse me, I was I was back at home and when it had come out and I was like, hey, you want to watch this? And my dad's like, yeah, sure. Sounds interesting. He's like, I mean, if it's entertaining and we watched the first like two episodes that or might have been even just the first one because it was the they do the weekly release mm-hmm. to make it still be like actual TV. And yeah, just watching a television show in like, you know, when it came out still, but like, you know, still current day quote-unquote you know basically and seeing a television show for disney with or star wars there i'm doing it now (laughs) with a production value and a budget equal to a film what i'd actually go to a theater to see and have to buy the physical media later or digital media seeing it with such you know attention to detail and writing the design the characters the casting it was just fun and in that moment, I remember legitimately feeling like a kid watching the prequel trilogy. It kind of captured this like little thing. I mean, just like, this is cool. I'm in my own house, you know, watching my parents' house technically, but, you know, watching a show with my dad. It's the Mandalorian. It sounds real cool. It's like what I'm seeing. It's got the same production. It's got the same budget for casting. Uh, everything about it was just so appealing. And it just hit the nail on the head for me for entertainment and just it in a Star Wars. It was so cool. And I, I still remember that. I wish I could go back in time and hear 
that theme song for the first time again. <laughs> yeah. I will say I like the themes for that too. And the little touches of Mandalorian I really like were the this is gonna sound kinda dumb, but the the ending credits with the uh the artwork. Oh yeah. That, those I love that. things are great. <clears throat> I actually found people who put those aside with like high quality JPEGs of them. And I downloaded a bunch for like backgrounds because there was like two or three that I really loved. There was one with a uh, Mandalorian, you know, so um, Jin and I forgot its name, the droid from the like first two episodes, IG 88 or one of the IG line. Yeah. Him and them in a firefight. And then in the last episodes with one of my favorite characters, the uh, the blacksmith or just yep. the smith. She's so cool. And when she got a fight scene in that last episode, man, I was just like, chef's kiss. <laughs> it was such a good scene. Still one of my favorites of season one is just that scene right there. It's just, you know, oh, you think you're, you know, you think you're going to be okay with like seven or eight upwards of 10 clone troopers? Nope. But, and again, like with the artwork, it's like this show was specifically designed to hit all of the things I loved in my childhood because like the way they did the artwork, which of course they're just putting together for panels for the show, but then we get to see them. It just reminded me of like, it took me back to that place in my childhood where I'm like sitting down reading a book and you go to the back of the book and there's like this big map and you see these things or you look at the cover and it's the characters that you're reading about or pictures in it, whatever. And it's just this beautiful artwork of this, these fantasy elements and settings. And I, I love it. I love it so much. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it really scratched an itch for me. And I was like this, it kind of also had me a little bit hopeful. Cause I'm like, Oh cool. This is so far. It's on a, it's on a good track. Like Disney, you know, handling something. It's given something with entertainment value. Again, all that stuff checked all the boxes. I was really enjoying it. You know, it's cheesy enough with the Star Wars. It's serious enough. It's the costuming is really cool. The characters are interesting, yeah. you know. Even like like I said, some episodes that are still not as strong, but they put in people, you know, sometimes cameos were a thing. Because again, this was a big deal with the sequel trilogy and this show. So many people begged to be in in some capacity. Oh, you know, I would. they were just inundated <laughs> with people like people even dressed up as clone troopers just to be in the films and, you know, in the show. And I can't imagine when they asked the people to be in the show, it must have been really interesting because like you got people who are like great, dependable, like names and faces like Carl Weathers. And, you know, mm -hmm. really, uh, this is still kind of before he really took off more with the current public eye, but uh, Pedro Pascal. Because he had already been busy in acting before, but Mandalorian really took him off with a bunch of like with a new uh a new niche crowd. And they and he's, Which is, he's it, really been just kind of soaring since because now he's really like people know Pedro, like, oh yeah, Pedro, I love that guy. Yeah, that's that's very true. And then they can Who turn around love and Pedro later Pascal. I know, man, I love him. Everyone does. On a side note, if anyone has not seen him in one of his funniest movies, you need to see the Nick Cage movie. I if so anyone hasn't seen that. it, the um, oh. unbearable weight of massive talent. 
great. Yes, 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 yes. He made me, he and Nick Cage chemistry made me laugh. Like, that film did make me laugh out loud multiple times throughout the whole film. It was great. But on a side note, um, yeah, and then the show can turn around, get those guys, but then also cast other people like, uh, don't make me forget his name now. Come on. Uh-oh. Giancarlo Esposito. I was trying to remember his name. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. like just – I love that guy. He's another person I love, one of my actors I just respect and love. And I know his name because <laughs> of how good he is. Such a good villain figure in like Breaking Bad. So I'm like it's kind of funny that he mostly plays villain figures or like people you really get under your skin and you don't really like them. Whether, like I said, it's really bad in Breaking Bad and meeting an end that's suitable for that character or in the boys where he's the governmental figure sent to rein them in and watch them to his appearance as Moff Gideon, I believe. I'm trying to remember my boss. Yes. With the dark saber, you know, it's all just great. It's great fun. Now there, there is a villain coming up that I'm very excited to see. Um, hmm. It's not a spoiler because it's in the trailers. No, I'll leave that. I'll let people be surprised. Okay, then. Cause, well, because you know how, like, because <laughs> some people, like, don't even watch trailers because of spoilers. You know, I I've, I do that for movies I'm really excited about. Sure. Um, yeah, because then they might like, give away the best scenes. Trailers. Yeah, well, because if you know that you're going to see a movie, right, because you don't always. 99% of the time, it's like, do I want to see this movie? Let me watch the trailer. Okay, I'm in or I'm out. But some movies, it's like, I'm going to see this. I'm excited about it. I don't need a trailer, so I don't want to see it. You know? Yeah, that's how I was with um. I'm trying to remember which one it was the most. I think it was Avengers when we were watching Endgame. I think I avoided most media. I watched like yeah. teasers when I saw they were only like fifteen second teasers or something. Like scrolling through Facebook and they pop up like that. I'd watch that maybe, let it see and suit in. But I was just like, no, I want to be surprised with what I see. <laughs> Because, like, you know, this is the culmination of about 10 years, so I'm going in heard, as blind as I can. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'd heard about people doing that, and I was doing that. Um, but then I heard that Marvel had only used the first 20 minutes of the movie in the ads. Like, yeah, they, that's they didn't right. put anything in the ads after 20 minutes in the movie. And so then I felt comfortable to go in. A brilliant move for them, I think. Because then oh, yeah. I felt comfortable to go watch the trailers and get excited. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. And I've did that maybe with one or two other films. I can't recall at the moment. I do remember the, yeah, like, I agree with you, though. There's this thing of, like, I don't want it spoiled for me because too many films have I watched the trailer, like, for a comedy movie, and they put all the funniest jokes in the trailer. Yeah. All of them. So it's like, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and it's like yeah. the directors aren't directly yeah, the directors aren't directly um, <laughs> in charge of making the trailer either. Those are generally um, subcontracted to trailer making companies. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the studio has the say about what yeah. scenes to show because they'll be like they'll tell the editors, you know, 
put this part in there, cut this part in there for that scene, you know. Moving moving back in time a little bit from Mandalorian. Uh I'm gonna, I'm watching the Clone Wars again, but I'm <laughs> I'm watching it in Spanish because I'm trying to learn Spanish. And so I was trying to find a show that I was familiar with um, that I could just kind of watch again in Spanish to learn and get, like, immersed in it. And I was like, you know what? Clone Wars has it. There's seven seasons of it now. Uh And Disney Plus actually has Spanish uh, audio. And so... I would hope so. Well, yeah. As we say, Disney should not look over accessibility for their platform, but... Oh, yeah. They, They have a bunch of languages on there. I looked up Ben 10 first, though. I'm going to go look up Sanskrit. (laughs) (laughs) Duel of the Fates. I'm going to listen to the whole show. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I think they're just coughing for 50 minutes. The trees are fighting beneath the leaves. Hmm, hmm. Yes, yes, the trees. You think it's Sanskrit, but it's actually just Welsh. Nah, I can tell you. I actually know rudimentary Welsh. It's not Welsh. For those who are confused, go listen to our previous episode. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Oh, that was basically it. Uh, uh, just my, watching it in Spanish. Yeah, my girlfriend is uh, Hispanic, and so I'm I'm having to learn Spanish, and this seemed like a prime opportunity well, to learn Spanish and will, watch Star Wars. I will point in there for any viewers out there who think, "Oh, yeah, just for that, be like technically relearn Spanish." We did have two years. In high school, and and Sean actually went with the in senior year. He went through the harder class. So, yeah, to his credit, but... he does have a better basis understanding in that regard. So, in case people think he's just going in blind, like I'm just learning Spanish just for a girl, It'd be like, no, no, no. He he does have some knowledge. He's relearning it. Well, and I actually had, I actually had to use it a bit in my life because, like, one, I, you. Y'all can't see me, but I look Hispanic, even though I'm not. And so people would come up and start talking to me in Spanish, and I, <laughs> I had to be able to conversate a little bit because I worked in a grocery store. And so if someone mm-hmm. walks in and they need someone to speak Spanish, they generally walk up to the Spanish-looking person, and that was me. <laughs> so I know how to say a few grocery store items. I worked in landscaping, and there were a few Spanish speakers there that we had to communicate to. And that was me <laughs> because, yeah, so I do have a little bit of background. I just I'm not fluent by any means. Hmm. It's fair. It's fair. So I'll know how to say blaster in Spanish pretty soon. That's exciting. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> but can you force lightning in Spanish? Ooh, I was about to try, but I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, whew. Oh, my filter just kicked in. <laughs> oh, the caffeine finally kicked in. Yeah. Thank oh, goodness geez. the neurons are firing. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so uh, let's options. see. To your, to your point, that is one show I need to watch because I've heard so much about it is The Clone Wars. I watched the movie that, that they made, the CG movie that tied wow. into the show. And I liked that. It's only an hour, 30 minutes. Like Cartoon Network aired it as well. And it's technically like it is the pilot. It's just they I think they put the first two or three episodes together to make it an hour, 30 minute film. 
it was fair. It was interesting because it, it gave you the art style and introduced Ahsoka and it showed the dynamic of it's in the Clone Wars, hence the name, of course, but it's like between episodes two and three. And it's kind of interesting to me because there's a dynamic there that I will say kind of struck me odd with like, there is some machination there with giving Anakin Ahsoka as a apprentice, even though he's like an apprentice himself. And it's like this weird dynamic of like, I wonder why they did that. There must be some reason. Either that or Yoda's just like, screw with you, I must. I think that was it. Oh, that must be it. <laughs> Yoda was a devious little guy, wasn't he? Yes, yes. <laughs> I just wonder, but it, it's an interesting start because they introduced all these characters. You know, you get your Obi-Wan with the clone armor slash Jedi robe wardrobe. Which was kind of weird, just saying, but it's it's kind of cool. It shows oh. me that he's more willing to fight, I guess. He's more on the lines, which was an interesting choice. Anakin and Ahsoka. Uh, I, would I know say... he was probably introduced before, but I know one of your favorites was Cad Bane. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that show? And then he was even brought on in the... Was it Mandalorian or Boba Fett? It was uh, Boba Fett. Okay. I was so uh, hyped, dude. Because I remember you said he's like a really good character. And he's, especially in Clone Wars, you were just like, he's one of my favorites. And I'm like, I can't wait to see him in live action. A phenomenal character. And he's just so cool. He's he's one of those characters that just has the cool factor. And yeah, I won't go, I won't go too much into that, but he's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I really need to watch the show. It is seven seasons though, so I'm like, I can. It'll just take me a while. You know what? With the time I, would, I have. I would be willing to bet that there's an abridged version where people have like pulled together certain episodes because the Clone Wars does have a lot of quote unquote filler episodes, which I like because when I was a kid and you as well, TV was more episodic. Um, nowadays, it tends to be more of a cohesive storyline throughout the season. But Clone Wars does get very episodic at times. Um, yeah. I mean, to be I would fair, imagine someone has pulled together episodes that make more of a storyline. So you could look for that as well. I mean, to be fair, you could also on that point, you could look just Wikipedia, the show and read the whole synopsis of each season no. and, and something. Or you could, like I said, YouTube or people like you, like you were saying, maybe have made a condensed like maybe a two or three hour video but it condenses all the season storyline or something, you know, and into one, into one thing to follow. Mm. But on, on your other point that you said there, Mandalorian was a bit episodic. There were a yes. few episodes in there that were just to fill the season, which and a I'm lot like, of people, they weren't bad, but they definitely were like the, the tonal shifts, like the ones directed mm. by, I think it was one of them was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I think, I think she did the one where he runs into the peace loving tribe. Yes, that have that's to correct. Thing. That was a bit slow, in my opinion. It was. But it wasn't awful, again. I, I will not argue that it's bad. I understand why people didn't quite like it. Um, Again, it was just one of those things where I loved it. Because the storyline was basically Magnificent Seven. Which, I love that movie. Not the new one, the old one. Yul Brenner, Charles Bronston, Steve McQueen. That Bronson. one. Bronson. Oh, what did I say? Bronston. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, not yeah. <laughs> him, him too. He's in there somewhere. You just Bronston. can't see him. 
You just can't see him. <laughs> it's like in the corner of one frame. Oh, look, there he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I immediately, because I was in sync with it, as soon as I figured out what the story was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm down for this. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, to its credit, it's like some episodes, while filler again and episodic, where they kind of have to fill the thing and have something like, well, this could conceivably work between this, the last episode and the next one where it's the main points we're going to hit. Like this could, this could have happened between then. It's like, that's fair. TV shows to write for a TV show has to be difficult. You know, for a movie, it's all like, you know, what happens in this timeline? We can get this done in a theater in one sitting TV shows. Like, how do we kind of draw this out effectively? without pandering it and just drawing it out so thin that it's like, okay, when's the next good beat going to happen? Because <laughs> unless well, you're an anthology show where you can make up something every episode or not have it be connected, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, I can only imagine how difficult that is. Well, they do have an anthology show out. Um, I have not seen it. I saw one episode. And I liked it, so I don't know why I didn't go watch the rest. Um, but the uh, Star Wars Visions, mm-hmm. have you that watched is, any of that? I need to watch that because I really am intrigued by the how they're made by different anime artists and right. anime directors. I've actually seen something like that before. There are a couple examples of other films, and one big surprise to anyone who's already been listening. Thanks for keeping listening. And Sean will be like, oh, big surprise there. But there's one in a Batman film. You know how big a Batman fan I am. It's a film called Gotham Knight. It's literally just, I think it's seven different shorts in one film. And they're just made by different uh, directors. So each one is a different art style with how like their studio that made it. And they're only like 10, 15 minutes each, something like that, maybe 20 to 30. With some of the longer ones, but... From what I heard, they said Star Wars Visions was about the same. Different people with different versions in a different art style each time. Unconnected stories. And I'm like, I like things like that. Oh, and before I forgot, actually, before those films, there was actually a one in Halo that I also love called Halo Legends. Oh, really? Same thing. Different art styles, just in the canon and lore of Halo. That's interesting. Ranging I... also in change of topic from serious to comical. It's just like the same thing. Different directors, different art styles, different takes. I did see a bit of the Bat- I did see a bit of the Batman one and I liked what I saw. Um, cuz it was I, like cuz they kind of took some liberties with what could happen in the universe which I liked. Oh sure. And I mean it's again it's different people's ideas and like versions of stuff so the art styles change. So sometimes you get one that's really cool to other ones that you go, "Eh, some of the stories yeah. were really cool though and had really cool elements." So I'd encourage people if you're a fan of that, you know, if you're a fan of animation, even in anime, especially other directors, if you know a few of the names, I'd check out any of those films. Well, but yeah, to the Visions point, I really want to check that out because I heard so many people talk about The Duel, which is the one that was like a samurai-styled duel between yes, two Jedi or Jedi and a Sith. And that's the one that people talked about. They said was like the most engaging and arresting episode because of how it was done and the pacing and the art style and everything and i'm like that one intrigues me but i would watch it all the way through as a fan of animation as well well another animated show i have not seen yet and i was not planning on seeing it but a friend of mine that is objectively 
a much bigger Star Wars fan than I am, which is saying something because I love Star Wars quite a bit. But he is he is the guy, right? And he loves the show Rebels. And I had not planned on watching it just because I am a creature of habit and I like what I like. And when it changes, I don't quite like it. So when they moved from doing the Clone Wars to doing Rebels, the animation kind of changed. It's a new set of characters. And so I didn't, I wasn't on it right away. And, but he has convinced me to watch it. So I am going to be watching that because he loves the lore and the characters. A lot of those characters are now popping up in the live action TV shows. So there's another reason to watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I was convinced. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, that's one that flew under my radar because at first I had the same thing. I thought it was made for a younger audience. Like it yes, had that same. feel and appeal that I was like, okay, Clone Wars is kind of that. It, it's kind of that middle ground where it hits for like, you know, I have a lot of people my age, our age in high school are watching it and loving it. And alongside some younger kids watching it, loving it. And I'm like, it's that same middle ground that they can meet and really like and appreciate. But I was like, I had heard looking at it just again, hasty judgment on my part. And it's wrong to do that. But I was thinking this seems like it's aimed for a little bit younger demographic. And I heard that it, it kind of was, but it still had very solid characters and storytelling. And like you said, there's a bunch of characters that are featured in that show are now in the live action. So it's like, and even, you know, going to be in live action and even going back to characters that had been established in the past that are very popular. Like, uh, wasn't that character general, the Admiral Thrawn in rebels. And he was a big thing introduced in like the novels from decades prior. So they brought him back in the show format. So I know a lot of people who are older were really like, they brought back Thrawn. And then I heard he's supposed to be coming to live action. So, yeah, I will say if you are a fan of Thrawn, you're going to have a good time in the next year or two. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's the character that I know a lot of people that that's the one I've heard about from like the books, the novels before, because that one was the one that was, like really stood out. Because of his writing and characterization, and people said, "Oh, this is a great villain figure. This is a great character." So they brought him for Rebels, and the people really, really loved it. And then, yeah, I heard I heard the same thing from I believe my my sister was telling me Rebels was actually quite good, more so than like than she expected when she had watched it with her kids. So, uh, okay, and she liked it for the most part. Interesting. Like, she didn't absolutely love it and gush over it, but she was just telling me, she goes, it's actually way better than it has, you know, than it than it should be. And she goes, and I think it's, she goes, and it's relatively it's shorter, it's it not as be. thing. Well, then it has any right to be, is what I mean to say. Right, right, right. First assumptions going, oh, I think this is meant for a little younger audience or something, but then it comes out going, actually, that's way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've I've never read any of the books or, um, graphic novels for star wars but i do know that thrawn was a big guy in them and honestly most of the i think almost all of those are no longer canon um unfortunately but they're still pulling from those storylines and characters and whatnot yeah um and the live action uh thrawn i think is cast perfectly 
from what clips I've seen of him in Rebels, from what I know of him in the books. Um, are you familiar with Lars Mikkelsen? It sounds familiar. So his brother is, um, oh, geez, Mads. Oh, okay. I I was wondering when you said Mickelson. I was like, hmm. Yeah, wonder. There aren't that many Mickelsons. Um, and you can kind of see it once <laughs> once you realize their name. Uh, um, but he played. Did you, you you watch Sherlock, right? Yeah, the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So yes. So he was the villain in the last or second to last season. But he was like the villain that had his own mind palace like Sherlock did. And his whole thing was just gathering information to black Actually, people. I have heard that name because I know what you're saying. Because he was the one cast as Thrawn, right? Yes. And it's like, I, that is when I, I go back name, to that's his what I'm role of. <laughs> in Sherlock, I can definitely see them slapping some blue body paint on this man. And just giving him some dialogue because he can do it. I'm just picturing be like, okay, are you ready, Mr. Mickelson? Yes. Okay, close your eyes. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Red contacts, go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see, though, because I've heard about the character. I know how popular he is, so I'm like, that should be interesting to see it play out brought into the live action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, in the trailer... Or, yeah, it was the trailer, but they actually kind of like dropped or name dropped one of his um, books because he first appeared, I believe, in Heir to the Empire, which is a reference to his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that line Ahsoka dropped in the trailer for the show. And unfortunately, it's no longer canon. I haven't read it, so I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I've heard a lot of people said that it's unfortunate. That it's no longer canon. Like so many things. When Disney took over, what they said was everything from here on out is canon. Every book we put out is canon. Every video game, every graphic novel, every movie, every TV show is now canon from this point moving forward. And unfortunately, they bit off a bit more than they could chew because they have since walked that back. And it's basically just... If it agrees with what's in the movies, then it's canon. Because there was just too much to manage, which I I applaud the effort. It just was untenable. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a big thing. Um, Side note argument there, I think, could be made. But it's like, not everything has to be like the MCU being all connected. There's still some stories that could be told. Like, you can maybe say, if if it fits, you know, sure, it could be canon. Because, like, if it's an anthology series, sure, it could have happened. You know, like, Visions, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, sure, those characters could have been somewhere else that we didn't focus on. That's fine, because it fits, whatever. But when you name drop main characters and main storylines, then it's kind of like people are way more scrutinizing of that. And you really go, like, is this exactly how it would have went down? Because according to uh, Flip, 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 you know, back here at this scene, at this hour, right here, someone so says this, which actually contradicts what you just wrote, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of that to balance out. So, yeah, I could, I can understand that. But, yeah. Rebels would be an interesting one to watch. I need to watch it 
and Clone Wars. Well, from what I'm told, it delves a lot into like the lore of the Force and yada yada. Um, the Force and yada yada. That should be a book. <laughs> the Force and yada yada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which that that's another character that's going to be, <clears throat> I think, coming to live action. Um, the main character there, his name is Ezra, and uh, a lot of people thought he was going to be played by Mina Masoud, the guy who just was in the Aladdin movie. Yeah. A lot of people were hypothesizing that he could be a pretty good live-action version of that character. I haven't heard anything official that that would be happening, but it makes sense with how much of those characters are actually bleeding over into live-action now. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they're probably going to do that because mm-hmm. Rebels is a popular enough show. Um, I just haven't been one of the people that watched it. Yeah, there was another show. I can't remember what it is now. It's um, wasn't it called Rogue something, or just Rogues? Um... What's the one with like the pilots? The focus on the pilots and the. I'm not sure. Animated. That's... It's animated. That's the other one my sister had watched. And There's one called also The Resistance. That, was entertaining. that might be it. I'm trying to see. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Resistance. Because it's got like the cel-shaded graphic style. Yeah. But yeah, it focuses on the pilots as opposed to Jedi and people like that. It focuses on the Starfighter pilots. And this one is kind of made for a younger audience from what I've heard and seen. But my sister also said, again, she watched this some of this with her kids. She said, it's actually really entertaining. And I'm looking at the creators list and it says Dave Filoni. So I bet it's still pretty good. <laughs> at least I'll assume. But yeah, yeah, that's the other one I'd, I'd heard about. Because that one actually, that show has Poe. Uh, Oscar Isaac's character. Oh, really? Yes, they have Poe in there too. So that I think the timeline wise that it has it like further down the line to fit with that. But yeah. I do love that the shows kind of go back through and fill in a lot of the not necessarily gaps, but just like missing time in the in between the movies. Some people don't like that and I get it because, you know, they kinda of want to explore different parts of the universe and progress the overall Star Wars saga story. Me, I love that it kind of, you get more meat on the bones of Star Wars, right? Especially as a fan of the prequels. Clone Wars was amazing for me because it's like, I'm still in that part of the universe that I love. Mm-hmm. Heck, even the uh, the original inception of the Clone Wars to like as the as a show it used to be a cartoon network show that was a micro series when we were younger i don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. you remember that how it was I, like I never... that, that that weird art style kind of angular and sharp and it was like i yeah. said it was a micro series it was actually made it was or spearheaded by the same guy who did samurai jack if that makes any sense with like the art oh. style kind of things uh Gendi, that does make sense what is his name Gendi tartakovsky no Try idea remember his name he's actually very prolific with cartoon network yeah Gendi tartakovsky 
he was from uh, the USSR. So, hence his name. But yeah, that guy worked on a lot. He's still working. But like I said, I remember him working on um, that show when I heard about it. One of his most famous things he did for Cartoon Network was uh, Dexter's Laboratory. So I think you're familiar with that one, Sean. <laughs> that makes sense, too. I can see it now. Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack. Uh, yeah, then he was a big producer. And Get out of my laboratory. Of, pretty much. Of the original Clone Wars when it ran in those short shorts kind of for Cartoon Network. I remember that one because that was the weirdest thing to me. I remembered seeing some of that as a kid because, like I said, I learned it was a micro series. It was never meant to be a full series. It's only so long. And it only went for so much on purpose. Right. So I was just like, when I learned they were making the CG show, I was like, is this just literally that thing that we just had? But then I learned later that it was like, yeah, but because that was not, you know, a full show. This is actually a full show with a lot more fleshing out and everything that I'm like, ah, that makes sense. I just remember. But they uh, took a lot of the same characters. Yeah, I just remember General Grievous being an absolute menace in that show. <laughs> like, taking down Jedi left and right. Hmm. And then Mace Windu as well. Mm-hmm. Not Jedi, but, you know. Yeah, because I remember they had like other characters that they did kind of introduce, I guess, but also bring into the fold and, and reintroduce them in the CG show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was her name? Isn't it like Ven or Benatar. Vinja? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're trying to say um, Ventress Asad. Ventress, thank you, yeah. She was such an interesting character. <laughs> that Benatar. <laughs> what? <laughs> if anyone Sorry. needed to play his gift, it's her. It caught me off guard, man. <laughs> it was like, yes. I, I'm... You just hear the thing start. <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should have known that would happen. Uh, I grew up on. Well, I didn't grow up on it, but later in life, I learned to very much appreciate uh, classic rock, rock and roll, all that. And you know, yeah. you gotta love that. Sure. Okay. No, yeah, you do. Oh man. But yeah, that was um. I don't know. Just talking about it, I guess, means, and everyone out there who listens to this, if you made it this far, you know, without going crazy, I don't know how you did that. You're lying if you tell us otherwise, because we're crazy. But they're probably just up in arms that I'm saying, I haven't really watched Clone Wars, because it's another one of those things like, you haven't watched Clone Wars? I'm like, I'll get there eventually. I'm sorry. It takes a while. I'm surprised I didn't receive any feedback from people when I announced last year when when I brought it up that I had not watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, but I well, mean, hey, I, I did remedy it's one that. Of those things, I don't know because a lot of the people that love it are, I think, are a bit older now, um, like myself, and so it just doesn't get brought up as much unless you're with people that you know already love it, um. Clone Wars might be the same. I'm not sure. Possibly. Because I don't don't know that the general, you know, I don't even know how much of the main, you know, full Star Wars audience has even seen it. Because you got to think it's such a big franchise. A ton of people go to see the movies. 
And you got to think that not as many people are going to really watch the shows. They just say, oh, there's a new movie out. And so they go see it. Because fans forget that not everyone is, you know, as much of a fan as they are. Yeah, as we say, sometimes the hardcore crowd really drowns out the enjoyment of the rest. And that's for any fandom. Yeah, it can really be a thing because I've experienced that myself where I kind of got into something. And then sometimes I get the hardcore fans where you go, you know, the tryhards or something. You know, you've experienced that, too. You and me both, Sean, because we like to play Destiny. Destiny 2 particularly, <laughs> and we're having some good Gambit matches, and then we get against the tryhards who do nothing but play that competitively or something, and then all of a sudden all the fun and enjoyment you have is gone. Yeah. Because even in a be, bad I match, would... if everyone's playing on like the same level, then it's still kind of fun. Because you could be like, oh man, we were close there or something, but then you got the other people who are like pro-strat every time. No. Nah. I, would, I would do it if I could, but I can't, so I'll just... <laughs> I won't. I mean, technically, you could. You're just you're just a coward who's trying to live off of you know the money he's earning. So, yeah, you just gotta throw right. that all away, man. Just do nothing but play, do nothing but watch movies. Be just an expert at it. Oh, to be twelve again. <laughs> oh, to be twelve. Maybe I don't know. But then yeah. you go see twelve-year-olds, and you're like, "Wow, was I like that?" <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm very com- I'm very confident we weren't with the current generation of kids. But oh, that is different. I okay. will not get into that discussion. I just saw something. What is that? I'm not going to look at it. I'm not even going to say it because I think people. Then how did you see it? it? No, I mean I already looked <laughs> at it. I'm I'm not going to talk about it. It's something we kind of mentioned in this episode. Okay. That I said kind of incorrectly but I'm going to leave it because I think people who don't want spoilers won't know about this hmm yeah okay it's well, gonna then. make it's gonna make a lot of people happy I'll mention it once the show comes out well then about that's about 60 seconds we'll never get back yep okay uh <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're all here for this <laughs> hard-hitting information gathering yada yada so... I so how about it. we kind of uh, <laughs> we we don't cover everything, of course, because there's so much out there. But I was gonna say we could talk about maybe a few upcoming things because we talked about a few upcoming things, but maybe ones that we are actually really looking forward to seeing, or ones we haven't watched yet that we want to, something to flesh out more of this universe. I've already said Clone Wars and Rebels; they're on my list. I, I will get to them. We are very busy. Especially me. I do have a full-time job, so having the time around when I can actually balance that, the things I have to do, mm-hmm. able to watch something, able to play some, <laughs> people out there understand. So it's like, you know, I get around to it. It just takes me a while. Uh, I am actually want to, or I, yeah, I do want to get back into some of the Star Wars shows. Like you had mentioned, like I want to see two and three of the Mandalorian Boba Fett. I do want to get back into those shows because I really enjoyed where I left off. I just had left off and kind of, kind of started watching other stuff and playing more and all that. And again, balance issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do kind of want to see some other the other like smaller shows like Andor because I've heard that's like some of the best writing this 
universe has had for TV format. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I did love, like I said, I really liked Rogue One. We mentioned that in our last episode, how between the two, that was probably the better movie. And it was just actually a good movie overall. And I'm like, I'm intrigued to see the more of his character. Plus Andy Serkis is in the show. So, I mean, that's anything Andy's main, in is, is really good. That's my main thing. It's like, I don't care what the rest of the show is about. I just want to see Andy Serkis. It'd just be so they'd be like, get out of the way, Diego. I want to see Andy. <laughs> you just be sitting in your room watching it one time you're, you're just like your mother comes home just here where's andy bring out andy i'm just sitting in front of the computer andy, screen rocking andy, back and forth andy andy <laughs> to no one but yourself i'm just sitting there rocking back and forth saying my precious my precious <laughs> sean yes <laughs> yes but i'm i do want to see those shows to bring it in uh another one i do actually look forward to i did forget about this but i saw it here on the site i'm looking at the acolyte yes that's the one because that's part of what i was saying it's uh featured in the republic era so it actually says it's featured in the high republic which was it says 200 years before the prequel trilogy and after the old what's considered the old republic and I'm like, that's very intriguing. So that and the other upcoming show that I think is still coming is the Skeleton Crew. Yeah, which I'm is actually in the sure. New Republic. I believe they said at their Star Wars celebration, they said it was... Um, Let me see. It's still scheduled for 2023. Oh, okay. Excellent. That's what it says right here. So, uh, yeah. And I'm like, that one, it says apparently is more like a, I consider that kind of more of a spinoff show series, unless it's really connected to a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. because it's a little vague. The descriptions are still very vague about what it could focus on, but it sounds interesting. Again, I'm willing to give most anything Star Wars a try. And again, like if you don't like the first couple episodes, you don't have to finish it. If it's something that might hold your attention, you know, then that's up to you. But I do know Skeleton Crew, if I remember correctly, it has, um, jude law in it and i'm like that'd be interesting he's supposed to be a jedi he would make a good jedi oh wow he'd make a good Seth. plus he's also got or plus the show's also got jaleel white who uh he's the actor most famous for uh, did i do that really yeah also, the original uh, animated Sonic the Hedgehog voice with the old 90s series. That's just for any people out there who nerds like me. But yeah, he was um, he was originally Steve Urkel. That, what? That's, uh, that's a little weird because I'm like, I'm just picturing now just like you know, the droid bot that shoots you till you have to block the lasers. Be like, oh, and I do that. crazy but yeah i had no idea i'm a little more intrigued now with skeleton crew i gotta be honest seeing that because i don't know where it could go with that but to be fair i'm like that's more like a um yeah my interest is okay like with that one i could watch it my interest is more peaked with the uh acolyte so i am looking forward to that one though other than that i mean i guess 
we'll just have to wait and see how their movie plans play out with Disney at the helm again. We mentioned it before with our those spinoff movies in the last episode, but yeah, they they really they came out of the gate swinging and going real hard, and it kind of came back to bite them because they released so much. There was a proliferation of Star Wars media in the movies because they're like, oh, we're giving you this and the spinoff trilogy that's going to happen, like, you know, unofficial trilogy, but the three films that are like origin stories slash solo focusing on, you know, different people, highlighting them. And it's it really just, it just inundated the market and the fan base with so much. And then they lost, like Sean mentioned earlier, how they, they've really tried to keep a, a canon and they just could not keep it all focused and together. You had different creative people at the helm of the movies, like we mentioned with Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson clashing with a lot of ideas he wanted to do as a you know, as a creative mind against what JJ Abrams had done with them before on Force Awakens and then going back and trying to like bring it all together and, and all these things hitting all at once was just a thing where they had to take a step back and be like, okay. We got to be careful now. We got to be more quality focused than just the proliferation of content on people's screens. We love the saga. We love the universe. Sean's probably a bit bigger fan than me about Star Wars. So he could be the first to tell you that, yeah, they you really just want to focus on the quality to keep us loving the galaxy far away. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Is just basically everything you just said. They just kind of rushed it. Which, here's the thing. If they had just put out, like, banger after banger, and all of those movies were, like, just awesome, we'd be loving it, right? Um, it's just difficult to do that at that pace, I think. Uh, but yeah, I feel more confident in the fact that they seem to be, like, taking their time. Um there's an upcoming kind of shift in the leadership of Lucasfilm that, you know, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. Mm -hmm. We don't know yet. We have to see how it pans out. Yeah. I know a lot of people for a while were really just like, they should go ahead and make Dave Filoni the head of Lucasfilm. Dave Filoni, I don't think wants to be the head of Lucasfilm. I think that's the funny thing. Cause he's like, I don't really want the business side of it. I just want to make the creative parts. <laughs> Yeah, like for him for and John Favreau, you know, just like we'd rather be the creative people. Yeah, exactly. It's like on the ground level, like where me and you sit, you know, it's easy to think, oh, I love this person's take on Star Wars. Therefore, just put him in charge, you know, put him at the head of the whole ship and he can just do it. But unfortunately, that removes them further away from the actual creative side of it. Like they're no longer behind the camera. Or in the at the writer's desk, they're at the top, managing a bunch of production stuff. Yeah, so, say, all of a sudden they focus from story and creativeness to finances and business decisions, executive decisions. Right, and it's like you yeah, have yeah. to realize some people would rather be in their in their area that they are not, and and thinking on it, that's probably where they should be. Because it's like the reason you've liked it so much is that because of the creative mind, you know, the creative storytelling, keep them in a place where they can keep creating the quality content that we've gotten thus far. 
and even just the other content we've gotten because it's not always great but you know so entertaining i will say star wars does have an edge where it's like you know even you know the prequels for me are a great example um because the amount of forgiveness i have in my heart for a show or movie that's not the best but it's still you know it's still star wars right and i'm yeah. always gonna want to see that there's always gonna be a place in in my psyche where i need to have star wars content and i'm always gonna love it so it has a lot of forgiveness for me because you know oh cheesy dialogue but it's star wars so give it to me yeah heck you talk about forgiveness like i said for me i'm one of the few people who's like i kind of actually enjoyed the last jedi even for what it was <laughs> so i mean i'm very forgiving because i'm like i enjoyed that didn't well, love it didn't did not absolutely hate it but i did not absolutely love it coming out saying man that's going to be an amazing thing and i was like no it's just it's just so weird and trippy in a ways and so strange with the changes but i'm like i kind of like it for that and just the side like i kind of like that like that's the way i'd put it so i'm like yeah i kind of enjoyed that film and i still do <laughs> i think probably a lot of people did um because you know again from a fan's perspective if I'm online in my usual circles, I'm dealing with a group, a specific group of people in a specific section of the fandom, right? Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily represent the larger audience that the movies have. And they, maybe if they're not as plugged into the lore or if they're just not as, um, you know, anal retentive about the continuity or whatnot, yada, yada they might come out with a completely different opinion of it. Yep. Makes sense. All in all, we do love this series. And I'm still, you know, hesitantly excited to see what else will happen, what other things will come out. And like we had mentioned, uh, there's a lot of shows that, that are coming out still in the works. Like I said, I'm excited about Acolyte. I'm interested to see that era for the, the High Republic, as they call it. I'm interested to see what their plans are for taking a more measured, hopefully an even approach to the movies that we'll get in our theaters. And, you know, and, you know, talking about it for this month of May for Star Wars month here, it's, it's just really fun again to talk about something you love. Puts that kind of reminds you of why you like it in the first place. Equal parts of why you go into it going like why I don't like this part and this part, but also why I do love it because you bring up the prequels and that's still one of our favorite episodes we've done was last year. We talked about the prequels trilogy because it's like it's near and dear to our hearts. It's it's what we grew up on. Sure, we watched the well, I watched the original when I was younger, but it's kind of like they were the older movies, you know, this was the movies when I was a kid. This was came out when I was in school. This was the one I went to see. Yeah. You know, and not the ones my not the ones my nephew and nephews and niece would see where they just remember that somehow Palpatine returned. Oh boy, cut that out. We don't need that. <laughs> I'm always going to bring that up. Oh well, and there's another area where it's like because they mentioned um more of the um what would you call it 
more of that backstory in some of the graphic novels or one of the graphic novels. And I think they're kind of hinting at it in the uh, TV series, the Disney plus series. Um, not sure, but I, th- you know, there's elements of it that seem like it could lead to somehow Palpatine returning. Um, but who knows? It's, I, that's the thing right now. I'm not too hopeful about <laughs> the Star Wars continuity at this point. But, you know, I'm still going to watch it because it's still an awesome franchise. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'll give it I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. I'll always be willing to give it a chance. Same reason we had talked earlier in a way, just like when people disagree with something out from the from without even seeing it. Or, you know, sometimes if a trailer has a thing, we're like, how does that fit into something or casting announcement? It's like, why don't we just give it a shot? Yeah, and I'm and like, look, that's my attitude with anything, but especially Star Wars. Be like, give, give it one shot, you know. And if it does come out pretty bad overall or pr- bad, then you know, then you gave it a shot. It had its chance. It screwed it up. Well, and, and honestly, like we were talking about not watching trailers um, earlier, so you want to like mess up your movie experience. I, I think like the next time a Star Wars thing comes out, I do not want to see any reviews, right? Because mm-hmm. today's media, like, it, it leans one way or another. Either the movie's great and a success and it's awesome, or, oh, it's a failure and a bomb. And really, usually, it's somewhere in the middle of those. So, I, yeah. like, the next time one comes out, I don't want to see any reviews. I might watch the trailer, but I'm just going to go see it, get that experience fresh for myself, and then make up my mind about it, you know? But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to conclude this episode. Um, We unfortunately have what we like to call a life to get back to. I'm not sure if it's actually a life compared to some people, Uh, but we enjoy it. It is Memorial Day as we're recording, so happy Memorial Day out there to all of you. Um, any, Any final parting thoughts, Joe? Well, I was going to say, technically, at this point, by the time this episode's up and people listen to it, it'll be like, I hope you had a good Memorial Day. You hope you had a good Memorial Day, yes. Yes. And if not, we are retroactively now saying it was good. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're retconning the past from the future. Yes. Oh, in we the have past. that power. <laughs> in the hands of such morons, what power is this? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Until that horrible future unfolds. I will say this has been a fun, uh, fun go around. I really do appreciate and love doing these episodes in May, focusing on Star Wars. It's just kind of fun. You know, it's the unofficial Star Wars month. It's just really stupid kind of to do that. Fans did it, you know, May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th is what people, you know, coined it as. And then they kind of just took the month of May and said, how about unofficially it's Star Wars month because of that stuff. And I think because of the original release dates, because they, I believe it was in May. So. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to be had there. And something we just, like I said, we enjoy it. We like talking about it. So I was like, hey, throw a hat in the ring and just have some fun talking about it. Yep. And yeah, and a lot, anything upcoming with, you know, some hesitant doubts, but, uh, you know, nervously excited about have... this, you know, hesitantly excited just to be like, eh, I'll give it a chance. But, you know, I'm, I'm a little, you know, making sure you're going to stick to your word about trying to give us some quality content. I have a reluctant optimism about the future of Star Wars. I like I how we're just trying to come up with synonyms of this. 
Yes. <laughs> we just all we keep like you and me are bouncing back and forth. I just noticed that we keep trying to come up with different ones, and I'm like, eh, hesitantly excited, reluctant hesitantly optimism. Excited. Be like, uh, b- b- waiting. cautiously hopeful. <laughs> yeah, cautiously hopeful. It's like, uh, waiting. Okay. <laughs> I guess I really that's do that. Like, I think I think it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, guys. There's a little bit of a stumble, maybe, possibly, but look, we're in good hands. We got Mando. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. It's Let's like, go. If ever, if we get something really bad, just go back to those shows, the things that are actually good. Like, go watch Mandalorian yeah. again. Go I mean, watch a movie that's good again. Just like, ah, at least I've got this. Yeah, My and we have a lot. There's a lot out there that I love. So, oh sure, you know, can't complain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. Um, but thank you guys for being here. Uh, join us next time. Um, come back around uh, next May. We're we're gonna have a lot more stuff. I'm gonna start that again. Come back and join us next May. Uh, there's going to be a lot more Star Wars content out. We're definitely going to be talking about it. Um, this franchise is not going anywhere. And uh, let us know what your thoughts. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are we going to have like a questionnaire? What should our question be for this episode? Uh, I guess we could probably just say like, are you excited about, you know, cautiously optimistic about the shows and movies that are supposed to come out. That's good. Like, are you optimistic, pessimistic? Are you just done with it? That could be like the multiple choice question. Cause you can give like, yes, no, a poll, yeah. I guess is what I'm thinking. You can give a poll, but then we should have another question where it just be like, use the email and give us other synonyms of what you are feeling towards this <laughs> series. What are, your, could what, use are your, a few more. what are your two word? We could uh, use a few more. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are our thesauruses. (laughs) Anyways, let us know what you guys are thinking, how hopeful or lack thereof you are about the future of Star Wars. Um, Again, I'm cautiously, optimistically, tentatively, reluctantly hopeful. (laughs) But until next time, maybe until next May for some of you, this has been another episode of Vidiotic coming at you on this Memorial Day. My name is Joe. My name is Joe. My word. My name what? is Sean. What is my <laughs> name? <laughs> you know, you just missed a know. chance. You missed a chance to say solo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, my, my name is Joe. Sh- <laughs> yes, it's because you usually say it first, and so I hear it, and so I'm like, my name is Joe. Anyway, okay. <laughs> this was like the worst outro. I just I just <laughs> face planted like five times. I'm Goodbye. keeping it in. <laughs> See y'all later. The Force will be with you. Always.